Hi there and welcome to the 11th row in the Get Fit by Rowing series. Now today I'm going to do something I never do. I'm going to skip the warm-up. <gasps> okay, so uh, if you want to start just warming up while I do this intro for a minute and a half or so, then please do. But why am I skipping the warm-up today? Well, it's because I'm a wild and crazy guy, of course. No, um, it's because effectively today's workout is like a long warm-up. Because what we're going to do is five minutes zone two heart rate, okay? So that's a low intensity between 60 and 70% of your maximum heart rate. And then we're going to do one minute of the drills that we normally do in the warm-up. That's the arms and back only and the legs only. And we're going to do this six times. So it's 36 minutes worth of rowing, which is going to be a good low intensity fitness building, mitochondria building. Your little mitochondria boats are going to have cells all filled. See yesterday's row for, for what that analogy is. But yeah, so it's really going to be fantastic for your core fitness. But because it's effectively just what we do in the warm-up, I'm kind of having that first six minutes as the warm-up, but we're just going to keep on rolling on throughout the entire row, okay? Because this is all geared about keeping that heart rate down. And so these little kind of breaks every five minutes to do the technique stuff, it's going to stop your heart rate from getting that cardiac drift and going up too high, all right? So that's what we're doing today. So we have to get our machine set up if you're not currently warming up as it is um, uh, before we can start our, t our main row, all right? Does that make sense? Good, right. So I'm still in the concept two today because the last time we did a similar row to this, I was on the water rower and I wanted to do the same version but on the concept two. Um, so which means I have to go to my uh, drag factor and get that set to where I want it to be, which I've already done. If you don't know anything about drag factor, just set the lever between four and five for the time being and then watch the video I have here on this channel about drag factor which will give you a bit of a better indication of where you might want to set your lever all right next up if you can go to your monitor and set it to eye height so you don't have to look up and you don't have to look down both of which will collapse your posture um, and then finally set your foot stretcher height so that you can get into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position comfortably if you're set too high you can get all bound up if you're set too low you can go scooting straight past the straps will, so will just scissor off your toes scissor slice that's the word i'm looking for no they won't but you'll just get power leaks and stuff and so it's not great right so, like I say, this is going to be a straight 36-minute row, but we're going to do five minutes, and then we're going to do one minute of drills, five minute, one minute drills, all the way through to the end, all right? Hopefully that makes sense. And of course, if you want to within those one minute drills, if you want to have a quick sip of water or something, please do, okay? Right, here we go then. In three, two, one, let's go. Now, I'm going to do this all at 20 strokes a minute, okay? The drills might change in terms of stroke rates, but the main five minute chunks are gonna be at 20 strokes a minute. And if you have a 2K training pace, then by all means, think about rowing this at 2K plus 18 to 20 pace. But just bear in mind that the 2K training pace and the heart rate training protocols eventually separate because if you're holding that pace and the intensity starts to go up then your heart rate or not intensity but like the the perceived intensity over the course of the row you get what I mean your heart rate will start to drift up but you're still like I meant to be holding 2k plus 18 I shall not slow down but in heart rate based training you do need to back off a bit if your heart rate starts to exceed that 60 to 70% range. Okay, hopefully that made sense. Now, the one thing about going straight into the row and not warming up first is that you need to think about body positions, a little bit about technique. So let's quickly talk about that. Now that we're a minute and a half into the row, and you're hopefully a little bit warmed up. So, the first thing you want to think about is that your body rocks forwards into the front of the machine and then rocks backwards at the back of the stroke. Okay, so you're constantly going forwards and backwards, forwards and backwards, which you should know already. I'm hoping. But what I want you to think first is that instead of leaning and collapsing both ends of your stroke, I want you to have a good 
posture, nice strong posture, and then tilt forwards into the front of the machine. So you're rocking up and over your hips into the front. And then at the back, you're kind of doing the same. There is an element of things kind of rolling under slightly as you get to the back of the stroke. But I want you still to have a good, powerful posture and a braced core at the back of the stroke. So you tilt forwards to run about one o'clock on the clock face as you're looking at me. And then you try to hold that forwards tilt as you push your legs into the foot plates to add in the power. You just keep that forwards tilt, push, and it's only towards the back of the stroke that you finally swing, okay? Now, delaying that swing does two things. It, well, three things. It helps transfer the power from your feet into the machine. It adds power when you do finally swing over your hips, but it also protects your lower back. If you're already leaning backwards as you put in that drive, all the force goes through your lower back and that can cause you injury or just discomfort. So that's the point. So forward tilt and swing, rock forwards, swing back, rock forwards, swing back. Right, so we've got our first pause for drills in six strokes time. Okay, so we're gonna start with the arms and back only, because that's what I've just been talking about. Let's take one more. So, legs straight, and then walk over your hips, pull in your arms, out with your arms, and rock forwards with your hips again. So forwards, so just think about your back for the time being. So you swing back, and then forwards. Back, and then forwards. Then arms come after the swing, and then before the swing, <laughs> if that makes sense. We'll talk about that more in the next one. Right, let's roll into the front with that forward tilt and arm straight, and just press out with your legs. Don't worry about pace here. Just hold this position with arms straight and push with the legs. You wanna get that timing between your feet, pushing into the machine at the same time your hands connect to the machine. One more, and let's get back into regular rowing. Now, of course, you don't have to do these drills. You can just keep plowing through, just keep rowing, and just watch me doing the drills. It's entirely up to you, but a huge value to stopping and doing the drills as it gives your heart rate a chance to just settle down a little bit. I was up at 125 when we started those drills and then I think that's what 66% of my max and then by the time we stopped the drills I was down at 113. Because really, for this heart rate training stuff, if this is what you're doing, hitting a zone, you want to stay in that zone. I know I'm repeating myself or restating myself, but I really want to get that across. 
that if you are training by using heart rate training then when you are meant to be in zone two stay in zone two if you're meant to be in zone five make sure to get to zone five okay so it's really important because this is where the benefits of heart rate training comes from it's not to say you don't get benefits from 2k pace training but it's actually easier to apply a training protocol based on your heart rate than it is based on your 2k training pace the 2k training pace thing becomes more effective as you get fitter and stronger and less um, so I think what's the word I'm looking for changeable no it's like when when the improvements get smaller so you're kind of getting closer to your absolute optimal ability 2k base training really does come into play as very accurate but say you're in a stage where your current 2k time is like 10 minutes say you'll probably find that after only two or three sessions on this series you'll be able to do a 2k at like 9.30 and a 30 second increase really just shows the vast range of fitness that you can like the latitude of fitness that you have to work with to improve into and so it's a lot better at tracking your huge improvements workout by workout Whereas a 2K training pace, if you do a 2K test in week one of a plan and then you don't do your final 2K until like week six of a plan, if you have that same range of improvement latitude over those six weeks, then by like week two you can be training way too soft and therefore you're not getting the right benefits from the next three weeks unless of course you do another 2000 meter time trial so yeah sorry rant alert <laughs> rant, rant alert but I'm hoping that the past five minutes is that five minutes? yeah You've been working on that backswing anyway. So, a few more strokes. I'm gonna get back to our drills again. Okay, so arms and back only again, or back and arms only. So back swing, then arms out, rock forwards. Back, arms, arms, back. And that's quite of important. Remember to lead with your back, for the drive and then lead with your arms for the recovery for this drill one more here and then let's roll to the front and do legs only I'll talk about arms in the next chunk because I realize we're now we're almost 12 minutes in and I haven't said what you do with your arms how rude Make sure to keep the power coming in here from that leg push. You only have to push until I kind of run about halfway. Okay, one more. Okay, let's get going. Back into full rowing again. Really didn't mean to go into that <laughs> huge rant about <laughs> heart rate versus 2K in that last interval or last chunk. 
I meant to talk about arms, but hey, like I say, hopefully it gave you a chance to focus on that forwards rock and the back rock while I was talking. And now you can shift your focus to your arms. So I want you to still think about that forwards rock and the backwards rock. Okay, so hopefully that's starting to get bedded in, pivoting forwards and then swinging backwards. But your arms don't play as big a part in the power generation as maybe you think. So I see a lot of new rowers who think it's all about pulling from the front, okay? So that you come in to the front of the machine and then you yank on the handle with all your might. Hurr! Like you're in Spartacus or something. And it's not the case. Truth is, your arms don't add in power until like the back quarter or back third, let's say, of the stroke. The rest of the time, they're straight. So you come into the front of the machine, straight arms. And then you push your feet into the machine with straight arms. You get to that halfway point and swing over your back with straight arms. And it's only once you kind of engage that backswing that you finally pull your arms into a finish. So I go drive, pull, drive, pull. It's all legs, arms, legs, arms. Okay, the amount of time on the stroke where my legs are straight, sorry, my arms are straight, not my legs are straight, is really long. It's only a quick pull and then straight back out with my arms again. The same pace I pull them in at, I let them go straight back out again at. And that's important because that's where your rhythm comes from and your recovery. So your arms come in and they come out and they trigger that forwards rock as the momentum of your upper body moving forwards kicks in. So you're in this position, forwards tilt, arms straight, before your legs bend, okay? And that rhythm of in, out, really does help with that. And especially, what you want to avoid doing is a nice, graceful drive and then throw the handle away from you. <laughs> okay? It's not something to be scared of. A nice, smooth, in, out. Okay? And then that gets your arms nice and straight before you bend your knees. Ready to be straight in the next stroke. We can work on that again in the next chunk, but for the time being, got our next drill pause if you want to do it with me. One more stroke. So, back swing, pull in, arms out, rock forwards. Back, arms, arms, rock. And notice how when I swing, my arms are still straight 
I'm taking up the initial tension of the flywheel with my backswing and then pulling in. One more here. Let's roll to the front. Arm straight, force tilt, press out. And again, this is just about training your initial connection point. So don't worry about pushing too far. You're not trying to come all the way down here. Obviously you do eventually in the stroke, but not for this drill, just enough. Two more, one more. And we're back into rowing. Oh, and that is just halfway through today's workout. We're at the Bon Jovi point. I want you, while I'm talking in this chunk, I want you to think about those straight arms. Nice and straight, push to the legs, only pull at the back of the stroke. Okay, so keep thinking about that. And the point of those straight arms through the first like two thirds of the leg drive is to help get the power from your feet up through your body, arms into your hands and into the handle without you fighting against that power by pulling too early. Because you don't want to be wasting arm power fighting against it at the front of the stroke when you can be pushing in all of your leg power and then adding in your arms at the back of the stroke. Adding in is always better than some kind of moosh combination. And that's kind of how you think about the stroke is that it goes legs first and then your back swings and then your arms finish. And that is the most efficient way to get the power in, which to look at it the other way around, you don't want to miss any stage of the stroke because that will be inefficient. You'll lose power. So I made a video a few months back showing me rowing with just my back. Okay, so no legs, no arms, just the back swing. And I was rowing at like 205 pace, just with my back. Now, I don't know where that correlates to your current speed, but it shows just how much, and I wasn't even, I wasn't going full throttle. I was just, I think 20 strokes a minute, this kind of pace, swinging with my back. So it shows just how much power you can get in there, or I can anyway. And so the question I posed in that video was, why would you not want this pace? Whether it makes you row faster overall, and maybe you're currently rowing at 205 pace anyway, but you're not using your back. Well, like, and I'll show you. Say you're coming in like this. You're already leaning back before your legs connect to the machine. Okay, so no power at all is generated from your backswing. Okay, so say that was you. Not saying it is you, just using that as an example. <laughs> then, as you start to add in that backswing, you can either use it to roll faster, maybe it'll get you to under two minute splits, or to roll at the same pace, 
but more efficiently. And so that means you're not working as hard. Your heart rate won't zip up quite as quickly. And therefore you can last longer in your workouts, roll longer, get fitter, get stronger, get faster. And it's not necessarily about rowing faster. It's just about rowing more efficiently. Okay, so let's take three more. Then we'll do our drills again. Alrighty, so back and arms first. So back, arms, arms, back. And notice how the arms away helps with that pivot forwards, okay? It's just enough to trigger it. You still need to use your core and stuff to get you there, but that arms away is enough just to trigger your forwards motion. One more here. Let's roll into the front, arms straight, forwards tilt, and push out and keep those arms straight. It might help to think about rolling your elbows down slightly, like out and down by, I don't know, 45 degrees. Can't work that out, I need a protractor. <laughs> that might help you engage your lats and hold your arms nice and straight. Last one here, and we'll get back into main rowing. And what's nice actually, is after you do those little drills, that first stroke, as you come back into main rowing, feels so, well, it does to me anyway, feels so good to be fully open, putting all that kind of just basic effort from your body into the machine. And kind of one of the reasons that having a consistent stroke, I mean, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons having a consistent stroke is beneficial is that what it means is that all you really need to do is think about how hard you're pushing with your legs. And that will be what changes your pace when you're rowing. Because you're not thinking about pulling with the handle and all the variations that come with your arms and your feet or your legs. Fighting for that power. A nice consistent stroke means that just injecting more of a leg drive can either put more pace in at a lower stroke rate if you still hold your stroke rate or it can mean a faster stroke rate because your drive speed will increase if you push harder with the legs and so if you complement that with a slightly faster slide back towards the front of the machine you'll find your stroke rate will increase and again that's harder to really be consistent with if you're pulling from the front and no real fluid rhythm to your stroke I totally did not intend to talk technique for what's that coming on for three quarters of the the row I thought a quick brief overview at the top but hey you know what I don't think I've done a proper kind of deep dive on the upper body positions in this whole series so hopefully it was a good time to kind of bring it up I didn't get distracted I guess by the differences between 2k and heart rate training so I am right up on 
70% right now. So I'm gonna ease off my pace just by a couple of seconds to let my heart rate come down a little bit and back to under 130. Uh, because that's what you need to do if you're training in heart rate zones. And to be honest, I think I got a bit distracted talking technique by even allowing my heart rate to drift up to 70 in the first place. I don't normally allow it to for these zone two rows. I like to keep an eye on it at round about 65% of max so that I have headroom and can catch the drift up before it breaks out of zone two and into zone three. I mean, a few beats, a couple of percent for a short amount of time isn't that bothersome, especially as I know there's an artificial increase to my heart rate because I'm talking to you the whole time. You can't underestimate the cardio toll of talking constantly for a workout. So, a few more strokes, two more, one more, and let's get back into drills land. So, back, arms, arms, back. And do think about pivoting forwards and backwards over your hips. A lot of that's down to your lower back. If you have a rounded lower back with your tailbone tucked underneath you, you're gonna find this feels weird. So make sure to film yourself or roll in front of a mirror and keep an eye on your lower back. Right, let's roll into the front, forwards tilt, straight arms, push out from the front. And the same goes here. And usually you can find, if you have a really tucked under, uh, rolled back posture here, like I'm showing you, what you'll find is that the seat starts to whack off your heels and your heels come miles off the footplate as you come forwards. Okay, so nice force tilt and push. Right, let's get back into real rowing. That was quite a useful portion of the drills for me to show you that poor posture because it gave me a chance to properly recover my heart rate back down to, what are we saying, 65%. So I'll hold this pace. I'm actually down at 2K plus, what's that, 25? Yeah. I'm at 2.10 pace right now. I started off at 2.05, which, was, which is 2K plus 20. And just over the course, and it happens even with the pauses, just over the course of rowing for, what, 31 minutes now, you get that cardiac drift happening where your heart rate goes up. I've not had a drink. So I forgot to bring one out with me. <laughs> so again, dehydration sets in and I can tell because my mouth is really dry. So I'm slightly dehydrated. There's the cardiac drift just from being on the rowing machine for over half an hour now. And I'm talking to you, all of which are the factors that have made my heart rate a little higher, heart's having to work a little harder. Which is the other hidden, well not hidden, but the other value to heart rate based training is that it's also a bit more favorable towards how your body is feeling that day. Say you're quite fatigued before a session like this, you might already be activated heart rate wise and so you might find 60 to 70 percent of your max happens quite fast at not that higher intensity 
because your body's like, hey man, can I just get a little less today? Whereas the 2K training pace option, that doesn't care. That's like a drill, drill sergeant. I don't care what you feel like today, son. You will row a 2K plus 18 for 36 minutes, sir. That's my audition for <laughs> Full Metal Jacket Part 2. Full Metal Ergo. Oh, that's unfair because I'm saying that while I'm on the concept 2 today. My poor water rower is going to have a single tear running down it. Why don't you love me? <laughs> I do. I love you both. Uh, although, teaser alert, there's a chance that even after me saying it last week in one of the rows, there's a chance this might become not a menage a trois, but a menage a quatre. I may be getting another machine. I'll tell you more if and when it happens, but yeah. It's not, there's really not that much room in my studio as it is. I keep on uh, having a chat or a text chat with David Jeffrey. Is it Jeffrey or Jeffrey? You'll have to let me know, big guy. Um, about whether I should get a bike erg. Just to add to my ski erg and the concept too. Row erg. Um, but I just don't have room. Between all the gym equipment I've got in the studio already, I've also got my drum kit behind me. I don't have room for a bike erg. I don't have room for another rowing machine, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but I'll make it work. At least the water rower is designed to happily stand on its end. Because actually it's next to the front of this machine, but because I film this all on the green screen anyway, I paint it out so you can't see it. In fact, I might. If I remember, in a minute's time, I'll cut to the green screen so you can show it. So I can show it. But for the time being, we've got three more strokes. And then our final drills. Okay. Here we go. Back, arms, arms, back back, arms, arms, back. And notice, arms are straight, forwards tilt, and my knees haven't bent. They maybe softened slightly, but I've not bent them to roll forwards, because I want to be here, and then that's when I, I bend my knees. So here, bend knees, but not in this drill. <laughs> okay, so I'll show you here though. Forwards tilt, arms straight, push out from the front. Remember, this is just about pushing with the feet at the same time your hands connect the handle to the flywheel and holding that forward tilt straight arms. Train yourself to get used to this so you're not falling into bad habits. Spend time even out with rowing with me. Uh, although this session, last one, this session is a good one to come back to actually from time to time because of the amount of times you go through those drills and then you get back into real rowing to use it purposefully. So even if you don't listen to me, put me on mute, play some music and just do the drills and the rowing when I do. Now, I'm also gonna skip the cool down, right? So if you want to do a cool down after that row today, pause the video, do your cool down and then come back for stretching, right? Okay, so pause, no? Okay, good. We're gonna get stretching next. If you don't have time to stretch, that's perfectly fine, but make sure and somehow stretch your hamstrings, your quads and your glutes, but not in the shower, because I don't want you to slip and fall over. Because uh, that'd be bad. Or, uh, there you go, with stretch it on. Oh, I didn't show you the, hang on, stretch it on, stop. I'll show you the green screen first. So, ta-da, so you can see the water rose up on its end in the corner. Okay, so back, there you go. Stretch it on, you can begin again. Hey, and then uh, he'll take you, through. oh man, let's see if I forget to do that when I'm in the edit suite. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he'll take you through some stretching if you have access to a mat. I will take you through some stretching if you only have access to the machine you're sitting on. So, put your feet back in the straps. 
slightly looser so you can flick your toes up against them, hands in the air, fold forwards, and then if you get that nice, again, it's like the hinging, the tilt forwards of your hips. If you get that right, as you came forwards, you should really feel that stretch down here in the hamstrings, okay? If you're not feeling it in the hamstrings, if you're feeling it somewhere else, you've not done the, the fold forwards right. Um, and I've started to kind of really say, make sure even if you're holding onto your ankles, don't pull yourself forwards, okay? Even, so you, you get 15 seconds, which I guess we're around about now, into the stretch, you can walk yourself forwards with your hands and rest your hands slightly further forwards, but I'm still not pulling, because if you pull, that's where bad things can happen. That's where things can get injured, basically. Um, right, what side am I doing? Yeah, that's it. Let's move to glutes next. So I've got one leg up on the rail. I bring the other foot across with the heel into the crook of my knee. Bring that knee across my body. So I've got face, knee, uh, foot in a straight line. Hold it in place with one arm, with the other arm, and then rotate round and hold on to the back of the machine to get a stretch into your glutes. Now, I know there's lots of this arm, that arm, this other, whatever, which is going to make very little sense to the podcast people. Um, hopefully, you understand uh, what I'm saying as I go through this. If not, then uh, not only could you check out the YouTube video um, and just skip to the end and you'll see the stretching section, stretchy section, um, or, but uh, on my website at rollong.com there is a poster of Stretchy John, uh, which is just a poster version of me going, like showing single images of me going through my stretches, which you could always print off, if you wish. Right, James Legs. The way, oh, my carrot, when did my, nobody told me that the carrot fell over halfway through that row. You're right, fella. I've not given him a name yet. I'm sorry, I've just got myself distracted by looking at the carrot. I'm not giving my carrot a name yet, and I feel I should. So, maybe this will be me launching a competition to name, name my carrot. Uh, I'll do an official one through the Facebook page and the YouTube community channel and stuff, but yeah, name my carrot. What should he be called, this little fella? Hey. There he goes. Ooh. I've got hold of him very close to him because he's got green tips. And if I hold him like that, then the green will all get keyed out, won't it? So, um, yeah, so hold up that. There he is. What should we call him? Squeaky? <laughs> it squeaks because it's a dog toy, you see. Uh, right. Uh, quads next. So hold on to the machine. Uh, one finger onto the monitor. Flick up your opposing leg. Hold it up against your backside. I mean, I wouldn't ever let a dog actually play with my little oh, play with my little soft toy carrot. That would be awful. Imagine it. Oh, the thought of it. Even if it was the cutest dog in the world, like a a lovely golden retriever or uh, a cocker spaniel. They're my two favorite dogs. Which actually, when you think about it, a cocker spaniel is like a small version of a golden retriever when you look at them. Kinda. Bear with me. <laughs> um, even if it was one of them running off into the distance. Oh, oh, crikey, I'm, I'm exceptionally tight today, it seems. Um, then yeah, could I have, oh, my wee carrot. I should have bought one with a different coloured, um, different coloured kind of vegetation coming out of his head. But you don't really get carrots with like purple. Well, you do get purple carrots. Maybe I should do that, get some purple hair dye, turn them into a punk carrot. Punk carrot coming to get you. <laughs> Oh dear. See, it's because I was talking so straight and boring during today's, not boring, no, I'm not boring. We're moving to hip flexors next. Uh, so, uh, one foot in front of you with your knee directly above your foot, the other foot behind you with your knee in front. You've got 90 degree angles on both. Uh, and continuing the Alan Parr way to do the stretch. Have a nice posture and uh, tense your glute, and then lean back. And you should find you get a nice stretch into your hip flexor. So yeah, maybe just because I've been during today's row, I was very straight and just talking about technique and stuff. Maybe that's why I've gone a little bit bonkers and I'm starting to talk about punk carrots. Punk carrot. I'll come in one night and I'll find him on the drums, like mid drum. Yes. That's how my brain rolls. I sent out a, um, a newsletter yesterday, um, which again, you can see on the, the website, if you wish. Um, Top legs, uh, and the headline of of it was uh, why Rolong will never be a big success. Okay, which I know full, full well why. It's because I make long form videos on YouTube <coughs> rather than the little five minute ones. So I don't make bingeable content. So it's not like you watch one of my videos and you binge the next and binge the next and binge the next. So therefore, YouTube uh, looks at my channel and goes. Uh, we can't sell adverts to people because they only they load up a hour long video. 
they get to see one advert at the top, maybe another one at the at the end if they go if they last that long. Um, so YouTube's like, we don't make any money out of this roll-on guy, so they basically don't push my content to anyone else. So I know exactly why um, roll-on isn't going to be a huge like YouTube success sensation Woo because I make the longer ones because I see it on the short videos uh, when I do make a short one like an app review or whatever I suddenly see my overall viewing figures go up for a short while because suddenly it's pushing my videos out there for other people to see um, let's go to forearms next so hands in front of your face and then push them together bring them down in front of your body continuing to push them together and you should find that you get a nice stretch in your wrists and forearms um, yeah, so that's part of the reason why Row Along will never be a success is because because of just how the YouTube algorithm works and, and everything I do is based around YouTube. I don't sell, sorry, well, that would be the dehydration kicking in. Um, I don't sell my plans. I don't, I mean, I've got the shop, I suppose, which I make some money out of, but, um, and there's the Patreon thing and the YouTube, it's not YouTube, the um, PayPal donation thing, um, which again, links are in the description if you care about that. Um, but, the fact is, is that I kind of rely on YouTube advertising to make any kind of money out of this that I, that I do. Um, and because I don't really fall in well to the YouTube algorithm, I don't really make that much money. Hands straight out in front of you, across your body, woof, and then hold it against your body um, so you get a nice um, stretch into your shoulders. Um, but the other side of it is that <laughs> I'm just not professional enough. It really does come down to that, due to the fact that I could be sitting here talking about something and then I'm talking about punk carrots playing the drums. Um, you wouldn't find the other guys doing that. Maybe, maybe Cameron Buchan. I think he would. I really like Cameron Buchan. What's happening with his hand? Alien hand syndrome. <laughs> um, I really like Cameron Buchan stuff. I, not that I don't like Austin and... I'll say his name, Shane. <laughs> um, not that I don't like their channels, but... Um, I, I just like, maybe it's the fellow Scott thing, I really like Cameron. Um, but yeah, but th those three are always going to be light, um, uh, light years ahead of me in terms of the success of their channel. Um, not only because they know what they're doing in terms of promotion, but they're also a heck of a lot more professional than I am. But then, you know what? I think this is my niche. I mean, sorry, I, I know this is like therapy. Hope you don't mind why I'm having a therapy session with you and I'm kind of unloading. Um, <laughs> We're going through a stretching session together. What else am I going to talk about? Just going to stretch here and you feel it in your upper delts. Or, well, maybe I should be saying it. Maybe that's the point. I should be saying what muscles you'll be stretching as you do. Right, let's move on to biceps. Oh, you're a big little bicep. <laughs> Put your hands behind you. Sorry, I've just, I've amused myself. Just give me a minute, I'll calm down. Uh, hands behind you so you're a ski jumper. Rotate your thumbs outwards and you'll get a nice stretch, I hope, into the long head of your biceps. Try and get good, I was just find myself kind of like doing this again. Try and have a relatively good posture. Don't shrug your shoulders up and stuff. Just think about it's your biceps you're meant to be stretching here. If you have an alternative bicep stretch, please tell me. Because as much as it's, I believe I can fly. Here's me saying in the app yesterday, what about, I wouldn't sing it as well. I'm now singing R. Kelly, which is even worse. <sighs> right, anyway, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's my point. Is that if I was a lot more, or say, um, structured with how I did things. Let's do triceps next. So hand up in the air, whee! Falls back and touches your spine, whee! Um, and then you use your other arm to kind of help it up and point to the sky. I mean, now, I'm not saying that I would have ever expected a call from like Apple Fitness or from the Fit app or any of these kind of connected apps that have proper trainers in the studio doing stuff. I never would have expected a call from them anyway. But even if they did, at one point, let's say like, um, uh, what's the, the app that Eric Murray's in? Essensi, yeah, see, um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about anyone. Um, the Essensi app has a whole bunch of familiar trainers. I think even Shane from Dark Horse has done a couple of the sessions on the Essensi app. Um, so they obviously these apps do get in touch with people who are out there kind of rowing and stuff. I've never had a call from one of them. <laughs> and, and I know exactly why. It's because I'll sit here and talk about Purple Carrots playing the drums. Punk, punk purple carrots playing the drums. Um, and that I'm just, I'm just not, I don't know, focused? No, that's not fair, I am focused. If you think of today's row, talking about technique and stuff, you could tell I was focusing because I was just chatting away about technique the whole time, so focus isn't right. I'm just not structured, corporate enough. 
that's unfair because that makes it sound like the other guys are and that's really not true um but you get what i mean all right do i need to talk am i gonna attention this conversation's reversing attention this conversation's reversing um yeah but yeah that's what i think but but that's not to say if apple fitness want to give me a call and say hey do you want to do then i can get suited and booted and do a proper uh, i can i can read off scripts and do exactly what you want Pfft, yep i'll be your i'll be your guy um but um for my own roll along channel for the little niche that i've got of the um thousand odd whatever views i get from most of my workouts if you guys are happy with this i'm happy with you so let's just keep on going this way i mean why change anything yeah i mean as it is whew, i brought the chilies back onto the thumbnails did you spot that so uh if you didn't know uh years ago when i first started this i used to have like a red green and orange chili that I'd bring up in the thumbnail to tell you the intensity of the workout but over the past few months they've kind of they've disappeared because i've been investigating different ways to make the thumbnails but in the end i kind of thought oh pff, whatever so i brought them back again so it's a handy way to see you look at the thumbnail of these workouts and if it's a green one it's low intensity orange is mid intensity and red is max intensity Ta-da! so look i've changed i've evolved well not really i've gone back a step but you get what i mean should I stop talking? Are you all done? <laughs> Stretching's done. Everything else is done. Um, yeah, if this was one of the normal days, uh, older videos when I wasn't using the consistent get fit with row along uh, hashtag, today's would definitely be evolved or not evolved or unevolved or whatever. Uh, but it's not. Get fit with row along. If you can leave any kind of comment, then use the get fit with row along hashtag. Um, just because I'd like one, one hashtag to get repeated throughout this entire series, just because. Just and that's it. So this was uh, the third row of the third week if you're doing these as four workouts per week. Okay, so this was row 11. So if you're doing these in like five week then you're kind of at the beginning of week three possibly um who knows how you're doing this if you're doing the three uh three rows a week then you're getting into week four. Oh, it's two o'clock i have to have a drink um so uh yeah but it, that's what it was so the next one is going to be back up to that hard tempo row so this is the one where you're going to be holding the intensity higher than you were today but less than you were yesterday but for a longer period of time than yesterday but for a shorter period of time than today okay hope that makes sense right uh i'm gonna go now so uh thank you so much for doing this row and for putting up with me uh please let me know how you got on with it i will see you in the next video until then roll well be well bye bye <laughs>